0: episode of sports and songs podcast we're on season number four this is episode 28 the sports edition andy how you doing good how are you doing doing well it's it's may 22nd and we're a week away from memorial weekend which means the end of the baseball season in many leagues is coming to a close not in the pros but college we'll be touching a lot on that What I do have is a trivia question for the listeners, Andy. Okay, fire away. Trivia question today is Nike and and City Connect, or Nike's brand called City Connect, uh, are working with Major League Baseball to uh, announce six new jerseys this year. In 2023, they're going to unveil six this year. They've already done the Atlanta Braves. They've already done the Cincinnati Reds and the Padres, I think, right? Sure, I'll go with you on that. I think the Padres, but anyway, they announced a new one today. Uh, I don't know if it's been on our page did or do not. The
1: Rangers not.
0: too. What's that? Did they do the Rangers too? Yes. Or was that just an odd jersey they did for something? I I did see that, and I had to look twice. They they look a little different. They they designed them number one as a way to sell more jerseys. That's yes. Really, what they're doing? It's another yes. way to sell
1: marketing, That's marketing, marketing. Yep.
0: Everything. Jerseys, the whole thing is what they have, a new line to sell. And so they're working with that, but they come with a marketing feel to it to kind of bring the city into it, and they uh, do these jerseys. They wear them a couple times a year. It's nothing that big of a deal. But they announced a new one today. The question is, which team was announced today for the City Connect? We'll answer that question at the end of the broadcast.
1: I know this isn't the answer, but when the Twins did their new jerseys this year, I thought that Twin Cities one was their City Connect one.
0: Well, that's a good point. Uh, and number one for the answer, it's not Minnesota. But the not Twin, the twins, cities, so I'm Twin cities jersey they have that actually says the words twins, Twin Cities on it in that that's cream it. color, color kind like, of it looks like the City Connect if the Twins the Twins right. haven't right. done theirs, but it looks like it. And I think they got the idea from that. They're tying in the city, they're trying right. tying in the community, they're tying in. That's what the city connect. They're trying to connect rather than just right. a baseball team. You know, so some people like it, some people don't. It's a a little different. It's a great water cooler talk. Yes. That's about it. We'll give the answer at the end. But the Twin Cities ones, that is their number one selling jerseys for the Twins organization. But it's not a City Connect jersey. They have yet to get theirs done.
1: It's their Sunday home jersey is what it is.
0: Yeah, they pick a day or a weekend to wear it. And, you know, they'll have fun with it. But one was announced today. We'll get to the answer at the end of the show.
1: All right. Here we go. Sports and Songs podcast, fastest growing in all of Western Carbon County. Dan. Yeah, correct. And also, we got uh, the Farm Cable awards are coming out pretty soon. Soapbox is up for an award. Oh, it is. Yes, so- nominated. How many nominations did those who we get were? Farm Cable have nominated the Soapbox for best bit in a podcast?
0: Best bit and most, yep. yes, yep. most in- yep. most informed educational posts. Yep.
1: Yes. Here we go. Stanley Cup playoffs hacking the logo from CBS Sports this week because I thought it was kind of cool looking. Yes. Vegas is up two nothing in the West. Florida's up two nothing in the east. That's how well, we're sitting right there. So uh well, we've talked about this, Andy, but you know, Florida is up 2-0, and both of those games are on the road. Yep. And the the one went, what was it four overtimes or something like four that? Four overtimes, yes. They were the, like I said before, the eighth seed, the last team to make it. They took out Boston, who was the number one overall seed. Tampa, I mean, Toronto, who was the two seed and was, was hot. They, you know, they were finally made out of the first round. They had momentum behind them and they beat them up and took their lunch money. And now they're taking Carolina and taking their lunch money too. Yeah. Uh, the, t- the teams that are hot this time of year, look out for, it. you know, of course,
0: whoever wins between the Vegas Dallas, you know, will be a, uh, you know, a force to be reckoned with, yeah. so to say. But you can't count out this Florida team because it they captured lightning in a bottle here this season. Who knows?
1: Yeah, they have the hot goalie. Momentum hockey is the biggest thing where you get a couple hot players, especially a goalie. You the man. Wow. Major League Baseball standings, here we go. As of this morning. Now, Tampa Bay started, what, 13-0, and 14-0, something like that? Yes. Still holding that two-and-a-half game lead over Baltimore. Wow. Now, if you look at this, it's one big division again. There's the East, last place team, Toronto Blue Jays, twenty-five and twenty-two. First place team in the Central, twenty-five and twenty-two. So, three and a half games out and four games under five hundred are the Detroit Tigers in second place. Wow! After Game One this year, it was hard saying Detroit was in second place, but let alone mid-May, we're saying. Mid to late May, they're in second place.
0: Yeah, that whole if you, once again you and I have said this. Uh, typically, you win the division with you have to be just a little over. If you're at 500, you'll be in the AL Central. You'll be in the race. Yep, but it's kind of you sad. Got to be at least close. These teams, uh, you know, every team is under. Um, yeah, and people will think that hey, the Twins should run away with it because of the strength of schedules, essentially so weak. But they did away with that. Were um, you everybody? all your own teams, They uh, you still play them more than the other teams, but you play the interleague games as well, so it's not as much. So the Twins really I, – I wouldn't want to say got screwed this year, but they could really be beating up on these other teams if they played them like they did in the past.
1: But then again, they beat up on them, they get an inflated record, and then get their butts handed to them in the playoffs. So yes, that. yes. So that, it's kind of good and bad. I see both ends. Yep. The West, the Rangers are our first – two over the Astros, who the have thunk it? I didn't think Seattle would be seven out this early. I mean, I didn't think they'd win the division, but I thought they'd be more competitive. But
0: Well, we got a lot of – we're a quarter of the way through. Seattle should be
1: good, but – Can we say the A's are mathematically eliminated? 20 uh, games like, out. I'd like to say that. I'd like to say that move because we can
0: move on. Um I mean, I like getting guys that. getting extra reps. The pitchers are getting innings. The guys yeah. are getting at bats. They're very young.
1: What is it? Be... That a player for the A's leads the league in stolen bases, so they got fun players to watch. They're an exciting yes. team, but we'll see. East Mets have light off a few here. I'll get to that later. They're up to five games out in second place. Uh, Marlins in third, five and a half. Marlins are playing decent ball, too, for a 500 club. They're yes. no easy wins there. Louis Rye still leading the league in, in batting. And, of course, the Phillies and Nationals. National League Central. And here's another division that's going to be kind of fun to watch, where Pirates are two games over 500 and they're a game out. So the Reds are only six out and last. They get hot or call up a couple guys or make a trade. You, you never know. They're the young, were Last teams.
0: place a couple weeks ago, I think.
1: Yeah, so I, Reds are an exciting team to watch. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but I wouldn't mark down a win when you play them either. So yes. And in the West, there was the Diamondbacks a game and a half out. Who'd have thought that one? Wow. A couple of major league baseball notes here. Okay, here's the stadium sizes I was talking about earlier. Okay. Oakland ain't drawing beans, but when you hold almost 57,000 people, it looks even worse when you draw yes. thousand. Now, some of these I think did pretty good. Okay. Progressive field where the Indians, Guardians play. Smallest one in the, in the league and one of the newer stadiums. But you know what? They knew better. Let's not build a 50,000-seat stadium because stadium, we'll never fill it. Now, yeah, I think, some of the other um, parks that are kind of big – Okay, Riverfront is at Cincinnati. That's tradition. But T-Mobile Park in Seattle, it's used for more than just baseball, so they got it a little bigger. You know, um, Chase Field in Arizona, used for other things, so it's a little bigger. So uh, Roger Center in Toronto. So those are that Coors Field. I have no idea why they put fifty thousand in that one. Not a clue. Not a clue. But you know the twins are the bottom half there, but thirty-eight thousand—I mean, they had trouble. Selling. I mean, the only time they sold the domes when they were in the World Series. If not, you couldn't get fifteen thousand in there. So I think thirty-eight is a good size for Target Field. That's a, that's
0: fair enough. Nice intimate setting
1: for a quote quote, small market team. Even though I think we're like eighth largest TV market, but we're a small market team in baseball. The Yankees Aaron Boone and the Reds Bell were both ejected in a game yesterday. Both managers ejected. It. And it was a Sunday game that started at 10 a.m. with the new, uh, was it on Apple Plus or something like that? So when Aaron Boone got tossed out, it was the first ever manager tossed out before noon on a game. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Hey, you can't drink all day if you don't start before 12. And oh that's God. what Aaron was going to do, I think. I don't know. But that's what I like about Aaron Boone. And Bell, they're the old school managers where they're going to get tossed. They're going to come out and bark. Now that's excitement, but it's kind of like the fight in a hockey game. You look for it. It's kind of fun. Shows have got their players back, as they say. Yes. I just don't like the fat managers don't wear uniforms anymore. They all got T-shirts on or jackets or something.
0: Yeah, they all have numbers. You know, they're on the roster, so it's just so strange.
1: Yeah, they wear that. Our stat of the week. Okay. It's kind of a rip of a stat, but it's a stat. George Brett went over six on the 21st of May back in 1980. The drop was averaged to 247. Over the next 68 games, he hit 459. He ended up batting 390 that year in 1980. Oh yes. But here's the here's where my issues are, Dan. He only played in 117 games because of injuries. He had 449 at bats. Okay. Uh, One good thing, though, I mean, here's where he stood at MVP and uh, All-Star and all these other votes. Yeah, he hit 390 in 117 games. But he had 118 RBIs in 117 games. Wow. Um, That's a lot. He he missed from June 10th to July 10th at the All-Star break with an injury. And then he comes back from that and proceeded to have a 30-game hitting streak. And then he missed 10 games in early September and hit a big slump, like a two for 20 – or, yeah, Seven for twenty nine slump or something like that in September to really drop him down, but he missed a lot of games. He missed about a month, month plus of games. So was it yay good for you? You hit three ninety or four hundred forty nine at bats. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I thought you'd have like five hundred two to qualify for batting title or something like that, or so many at bats per game played or something. But it's a uh, number
0: of <laughs> plate at the old three point one plate appearances. Plate appearances. Year. I think that's what it is. So he
1: must have been close. Yeah, so that's my – yay, congratulations. You did it, George. But, yeah, yeah, you did it. Gary Sanchez, ex-twin, has been signed by the Mets, did his time in minors, and has been called up. So I didn't put it under Twins News or Mets News. It's just a nice segue. Okay. So former twin now playing for – so if you hear his name, it's like, I thought the Twins got rid of him. Well, they did. The Mets picked him up, and he's called up. We'll start with the Twins. It's the little thing I had on the Twins here. I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. Kirby Puckett is the second greatest twin of all time. Yes. Well, one of the Twins' websites kind of did a little survey, and they put their list of their top ten Twins all time. Not Washington Senators, Minnesota Twins. And who's number one but Harmon Killerbrew? Yes. Just like us people. That's what I've said. But I have a problem with this list, Dan. Okay. Burt Blylevin's way too high at number five.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, Bob Allison could have been on the list. Um, Brad Radke. If, if Just saying, if you got Viola and Santana on there who weren't here for that long, you're putting Blylevin who wasn't here long. How about Rick Aguilera, 254 saves. Joe Nathan, 260 saves. You Know just, just saying, could have had some other guys on there besides Blad Lovin.
0: So, I think was so. This was an online chat, they did a poll yeah. kind of a kind of a poll like Twitter, so people just jump on and just right. vote for people. So, this turned out to be it looks to me like this is more fan favorites, right? There, a, were,
1: there were like some Bob Allison's not on here,
0: yeah. This um, is not the but it says top twins of all time, and I think the wording is. Could be Quinn. better. Uh, these are yeah, top
1: because if you're going the organization, then Walter Johnson should have been number th- two or three on there. Yes. So I did look up Mets ones. There's so many different ones from, again, different radio stations, different writers because New York has a lot more beat writers than Minnesota does. I saw everywhere from Gary Carter being fourth to not making the top 20. So, oh, you really? know, <laughs> so it's a pretty diverse group over there at the Mets fans. So, We'll cover that one day. I'll give them third yeah,
0: that's, yeah, that's interesting. You know, so <clears throat> they got to go with the, the guys whose numbers are retired, of course the MVPs, yeah, yeah. the Hall of uh, But, yeah.
1: That's, Mauer that's at six. Okay. If you're doing just Minnesota Twins, I guess I could see that one. Let's talk about the bets. Now, speaking of the Twins, 87 Twins. And the Astros, what they're doing now basically flushed it all, brought up the minor league team basically one year, let them work together. And that's what the Mets have done. The Ventos, Francisco and Beatty, or Francisco Alvarez, and Beatty, those three have come through the minors together. That's our guy Eddie Bernanski and Herbeck right there coming up. Yes. For the Clims, to kind of put it in perspective. They call these guys up. They're a little familiar, you got someone else you know on the team, what the veterans like the twins had with Bly Eleven and Negro and 87, you know. So you got the vets and the rooks coming up. Am I saying the Mets are gonna win it all? No. Do I want them to? Yes. Am I saying these three call-ups are gonna help them win it all this year? No. Yeah. But a, nu- a nucleus does help always a New yeah. to watch, yes. WMBA. I know a lot of you all thought Monica got cut. Andy's not going to follow WNBA anymore. No, no, we said we would. And we, I, I really truly do enjoy women's basketball, so we're going to give it a push. We're going to try it this year, see what the feedback is. Here we go. Not going to do standings. They all got like one or two games in. It's like first week of baseball. No, the season good. just started. Yeah, yeah. So we're not going to cover standings, but there's a lot of news going on to help that I'm having trouble understanding. So if someone else is a better NBA scholar or WNBA scholar, please chime in and let me know where I missed the boat here. Becky Hammond, head coach of the Las Vegas Aces. I won the championship last year. She used to be as an assistant for the San Antonio Spurs for the men's team. Um, she was offered a men's job this year, turned it down, said I want to stay in Vegas because of the women's schedule. It's 40 games, travel, I can still be with my family. So that's what she wanted to do. But, from Just Women's Sports, reigning coach of the year Becky Hammond has been suspended for two games without pay, and the Las Vegas Aces lose their 2025 first-round draft pick as a result of a WNBA investigation. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I'll kind of paraphrase here. They had a gal who they were going to trade, get rid of. Pregnancy issue with her. She was saying she wasn't giving right information. It was kind of a she-said-she-said she said deal. Yes, from what I've read with all and you can read it all right here go to Just Women's Sports and find it out I've always kind of I don't want to be, say afraid it's been hard for me to understand that rule for women's sports okay if she's pregnant that's injured can you trade a pregnant person I don't know how the contracts all work for that you know it's like okay Well, it's like if they're rehabbing an injury I could trade an injured guy if they want to worry about him coming back I'm gonna and I'm trying not to sound like a guy are they going to come back the same player after pregnancy or not? You don't know. Complications, something could happen. It's like rehabbing an injury. Yep,
0: right. I
1: assume. I assume. Um, Turnaround time, come back. I don't know. But something happened in that aspect of it all. Didn't say they did nice. Um, So she was suspended for two games, no pay. Oh, only two games? But well, when you play 40, well, that's kind of a good chunk. But the WNBA or WMBPA, the player association, is kind of having issues with it too. Saying, "Hey, wait a minute, they didn't really do anything wrong. Wrong. I mean, they didn't do it right, but they didn't do it wrong. You yeah. know." So they're still kind of figuring it out. And this league is twenty some years old, twenty five years old. They're still kind of figuring things out because these gals are sticking around long. And they're when they first started, they was like hey, I played college four years ago, I'll join. They weren't getting a lot of people right out of school. Or they're getting European players who already had the family. Now you're getting a lot of the college kids coming up. who want to have a family first. Okay, when do I come back for that? Can I play a year, take time off? How those contracts are worked again, I don't know. And I would like to know just because I'm nosy. But yeah, I'm that's not, you know. an
0: interesting. With any women's pro sports, <laughs>
1: yeah, and we'll use WWE to talk about. How would that with the, work
0: with the young ladies? You never know yeah. when they're going to get pregnant or yep. or or what. You can't assume that they're not. Uh, but if yeah. they are, there's got to be some kind of rule or a clause or something in there because they still have to get paid, but they're not playing. It's like an injured resist, a list or a, a bereavement yeah. or a, a pregnancy leave you have to have and so they're trying to negotiate these things with trades and you know
1: yeah i get it at regular jobs at your office yes you get time off for pregnancy and they can't fire you i get that but this is a sport can they trade you yeah you know it's still kind of the wild west yeah and here's some more stuff again just women's sports has it all i'll leave this up here a little bit more for you on the youtube can read pause if you want um yeah, so it's all kind of how this works. Professional standards use use, deep disappointment. And you're playing with someone's nerves here when you're saying, wait, I want to go start a family. I'm starting a family, now you're trading me because of it? How was that handled in the situation? Hey, we would have traded you anyway. I mean, what do you say to them? <laughs> you know, I mean, this, these trade talks were coming up before you came down with the pregnancy. I don't know what happens.
0: Yeah. Now, imagine – if it was a man in the role, in the job, uh, yep. and the manager, and this was all said, they would you would be hearing about this front page news. Now here it's a woman discriminating against another woman, but it's still because of this the pregnancy thing and yep. how to deal with it. And like you said, there are no real right or wrong answers. Did they do anything technically wrong or not? Right. Um,
1: yeah. So that again, I'd love to learn more about this to really understand. It's very interesting. Also in the WNBA, uh, what, here's one of many quotes from the gals in there. We need more teams. These girls deserve to be on the roster. Um, you have 12 people on the roster. They want to expand to 14. <clears throat> We've talked about here before how the WNBA just isn't making the money um, to do that. So <clears throat> what happened, again, from Just Women's Sports, they had three rounds in the draft. So that's 36 girls were picked during the draft, WNBA draft. Of those 36, 15 were cut before the opening day roster. Okay. Um so 144 spots available. And some teams had like four draft picks that day. Crying out well, you only got 12 players. You're not gonna bring in that many new folk. Yeah. Um and some of these girls that got drafted, you know, they had a good tournament. Well, the season started already, so they're still hot. Maybe you want them to play or that increase their draft stock. Until you saw him playing with the big girls because that is a big step. There is no minor league to tweak your game. College game is different from the pro. Um, we see a lot of men. Very few men can make that smooth transition. They get the big money and do nothing for three years. So, But the WNBA doesn't have that kind of time.
0: But do they have, they have Europe and other places yes. around the globe to play? But once right. again, you're not really making a lot of money wherever you go.
1: They make They're a not lot more,
0: more teams. They're not going to add a farm system. They may increase the roster size a couple of people, but
1: they the kind of s- use Europe as our farm system anyway. Yeah,
0: that's unofficially. That's, it is. Now, it, I hate to say, it, but it is what it is, right?
1: Yeah. Now this website, this story, just picked five girls on the top to say, "Hey, here's some picks and what they can do." This is not my words. I I knew some of these names just from watching the tournament. Abby Myers was the number 11 pick of the Dallas Wings, and she got cut. Get number 11 pick. Cut. Overall pick. Yep. Uh, she shot 38.8% from three-point line in her final collegiate season, and the Wings were in search of shooters. Another big stretch is her basketball IQ. Myers transferred from Maryland to the Ivy League, Powerhouse Princeton. Um, she winds up on a roster. Expect to be for a team that needs a backup guard or a shooting lift. So a lot of these girls might be sitting here, Might get picked up in a couple weeks, injury wise. This that that, there thing. Stay in shape. Thirteenth pick, Tyler Mescal, Indiana Fever. Again, here's a team that had five picks, three of five picks. So you know, uh, this poor gal, she could play spot minutes for a team with dominating bigs, but needs shooters for space on the floor. She's a five eleven guard, great pure shooter, forty one percent. But again. One basketball, 12 players. Number 22 pick, Alexis Morris. Uh, She was not on a lot of draft boards in the NCAA tournament, but like I said, she got hot for LSU during the tournament, Um, which kind of helped her, drafted her. But she is undersized. She's 5'6". For a men's game, that'd be like Muggsy Bogue. But 5'6 for the women is pretty decent size, but still considered undersized. Uh, Her ability to score at the mid-range helped LSU. Um, but she's a good decision maker, but then again, again, you only got one ball to pass around. Uh, any team that finds itself sit at the point guard or shooting guard. So again, she might get picked up here midseason. mid mm-hmm. season. Here's a name I looked into after the draft again, cause she was drafted by the Lynx. So I looked into it to Bria Bell. Um, we kept our two picks. And this girl from South Carolina. She was, and I really liked her when I saw her. She picked her up, and I was really kind of happy. But again, she often finds herself tasked with guarding the opposing team's best offensive player. At six one with length and strength, she could be called on to do the same in the WNBA. So she was. She's a good defensive player. Uh, her offense is a work in progress. Well, if you're a team like the Lynx, where you've been struggling the last few years, you need points. Did um, I? Now they're not going to try to win games. They're not scoring a lot of points. They want to score more. So trying to keep their team down. So she's a good defensive player. So maybe she can catch on later on here. You never know. We will see. And number five, Monica Susano, the number 26 pick. Okay. Um, so I did not pick who I wanted. they had five girls on the site. Monica came up, so I'm not playing favorites here. Uh, 6-3 post-position toughness and efficiency around the rim. She made 67% of her attempts during her five-year career. Uh, like it says in the paragraph before, hold on, to Iowa basketball is changing at the WNBA level. Traditional bigs, unless you're like six-seven Brittany Griner, are going away. Um, she doesn't have the versatile skill set, which is why she didn't go into the third round. So, could play the four, maybe a three. Um, again, work on your game a little bit. Maybe go to Europe for a year. Or just keep working out. Um, you know, you never know. Don't be surprised you'll see her come back later on with somebody else, too. That's five of them. Here's another list of picks who weren't who were waived. The number 17 pick, Williams from LSU. The 18, all these picks, top picks, gone. You know, um, a couple guys from Virginia Tech, who had a good season. You had two, you have hey, we got two girls drafted. Oh, they were both cut. I mean, these girls that were cut would probably make a great team. (laughs) Add another team. It would be the cut (laughs) girls, you know?
0: Oh, my God. Um, Yes,
1: yes. But So watch some of these names. You never see them come back up again. Again, I don't know the rules. Can they go back in the draft next year? Are all girls from Europe eligible for the draft? I don't know how that all process works. I'm still learning myself. If you are much more knowledgeable, please drop us a message. Love to have you on and talk about this stuff because we want to know.
0: Now, the, here's an interesting point, Andy. When I yeah. covered the XFL last year, or uh, or maybe it was – yeah, it was the XFL. So there's only eight teams, and the league was new. They had eight teams, but they drafted guys and put together nine teams. Eight teams played against each other. That ninth team was, was just a practice team. Okay. Basically just a taxi squad. You'd still report. You'd still practice. You'd still work out. But then the rule was, as injuries happened – In the league, those teams only their only pool of players was from this ninth team. Oh, they, okay. they couldn't go outside and get a free agent. They said, your next pick has to be here. So this is the JV. This is the junior varsity. You yep. have to pick from who's available there. Who do you want? Because here's the total population of who's down there, but they still practice. So that was a good point that you made by good. saying this team, this, this could be its own team. And right. maybe that's what something they do yep. in the WNBA, have a practice team squad or something, still pay them a little. And then as there's injuries and things happen, you're not working out on the side, hoping you get the call. Yeah. You know, if you're on this team, that you would potentially get the call, and if you're not on this team, you're never ever going to get the
1: call. No. Maybe because of the travel really reasons. Yeah. A, reason. a, a, an East Coast. That's sport. an interesting,
0: interesting thing. So, yeah. And once again, for for girls out there wanting to play basketball, the it's great to play in high school. Great to play in college. It's it's fun. It's it's athletic. It's it's everything else. But your, your potential, your chance to make it pro is so slim. And so keep in mind when you go watch the pros, the WNBA, you're watching the elite. Doesn't even matter yeah. what team you're going to see. The best of the you're best. The two worst teams in the league. The talent on those two worst teams, if you go and play yep. and watch them play, is tremendous. That's how good these
1: gals are. And you know, with the WNBA, if you want to have practice squad teams, have an East, Eastern Division and Western Division team because of travel. They kind of hang out in the – Yeah, there's, rain, there's options, know.
0: I'm sure, out there. Yep. And these are some of the best college players this last year. I mean, the yeah. premier, the cream of the crop, and they're essentially unemployed is what you're saying. And that's yeah. that's what the tough thing is. It's not – you know these are not average, mediocre players that are being cut. These are elite performers on the big stage that can't yeah. even make it to the WNBA.
1: Nice segue. Speaking of elite performers, Brittany yes. made her nice her home court debut, her second game. Um, it was ESPN's most watched regular season game on the cable in 24 years. Uh, six, Just short of 700,000 average viewers. It actually peaked over a million at one time. Wow. Now, they, she had played a game before when they were in L.A., so um, I, this was her first game on ESPN. Um, good and bad on this, I think a lot of people watched just out of like – Okay, out of nowhere, I want to know personally. Did people watch to see what she was going to do? What kind of reaction she was going to get? You know she was going to get cheered. She wasn't going to get booed. It was her home opener for crying out loud. She was going to get cheered. Was she going to come out and do whatever? Who knows? I'm glad people watched. I'm glad they had over a million viewers at one time for this. Grow the game. I totally love that part. I just What kind of bugs me a little bit, not enough for a soapbox. but bugs me enough is, <laughs> why the interest now? Oh, because you heard her name. Now you want to see what this is all about. What's it all about? Let's see if she's still rusty. Let's see if she's still good. Watch the highlights on YouTube the next day. You had to tune in the game on ESPN that night. It was Phoenix, too, so it wasn't like it was a New York primetime game either. So, But congrats. She's back. She's got the rust knocked off. She's the same. Brittany Griner shows when she left. Um. So I'm glad she's back. I hope this gets, hope to do more than just televised Britney Griner games, though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, but yeah. Ratings are ratings. And whether
0: your, uh, name becomes famous for something good or bad or whatever, uh, people will watch. And so the WNBA really lucked, uh, lucked out here and kind of hit the jackpot with all these viewers because of a kind of an sad situation. But you saw the the getting.
1: She was getting support from the league when she was gone. Yes. So yes. it's not like it was a oh, they came back from a DWI. What kind of reaction are they going to get? Okay, then I could see a million people watching going, okay, what's gonna happen? They're gonna cheer the guy coming back, they're gonna boom because they're drunk, whatever. Who knows? She had the support already, so that's you knew it was gonna be a good thing while they were watching. They weren't watching her to fall on her face. Yeah. You know? Now, T- Martina Devratilova. Yes. Big Marty is Pat Royce, he used to call her. Uh, we said earlier this year, Martina was diagnosed with cancer, and while she was in Rome this last week, she said she is, being, she is okay after being diagnosed with throat and breast cancer. Um, what basically happened is she got the Golden Racket Award in Rome, did some interviews while she's there, doing artwork therapy, or this, that, there thing, 66 years old. Uh, she had the throat cancer, and while she was waiting for tests for that, found out she had breast cancer. Okay. So um, things are going good for her. So great, Um, as far as I know, she's cancer-free. She says, but we all know you really never are. We've known enough people with cancer that it comes back. Let's just pray, Big Marty's good and healthy. Kind of a, kind of. She was fun watching her and Chris Everett play as kids growing up. One of our first insights to women's sports was Martina. Yeah,
0: very, uh, very talented.
1: Yes, very talented woman. So let's see her be healthy and very knowledgeable. The game. She's always fun to watch when she does commentary. Which brings me to my homework assignment. All right, I've got my pen and paper handy. Following Big, big Martina and Bratelover is big news and everything else. As much as you may hate doctors, as much as you may hate insurance, as much as you may hate having to burn a day off of work, complete your physicals, go get tests, and get tested for cancer. Yeah, Check like I said, out. she went in
0: and got tested and they found something. Uh, yeah, an she awesome throat
1: throat. and they found out, oh, breast cancer, too, or you're at it. So, indirect.
0: Yeah, indirect.
1: So, well, as much as you don't like insurance and the paperwork and everything else, sign up, get it done, and do it. That's your homework.
0: Sooner the better. Yep.
1: Which leads me to the soapbox.
0: All right. I'm ready. All right.
1: It kind of goes back to the Brittany Grinder a little bit, but that same topic the NBA. Okay. Watching one of the, uh, not going to throw anyone of the bus, better than that, but one of the alphabet networks morning shows on a Sunday. Sitting around having breakfast with the bride and intern Abby and Owen. Oh, LeBron James and the Lakers are down three nothing. LeBron James and the Lakers are down three nothing. Can they cut? Can LeBron come back? They didn't mention the Eastern Conference Finals. Didn't talk about the Stanley Cup. It was all LeBron. I remember in the 80s, in the 70s, early 90s, watching basketball. They talked about Jordan, Elijahwan, Ewing, Barkley, Bird, Magic, Kareem, Pippen. They talked about everybody else. Dr. J. Dr. All of them. Now it's LeBron and that's it. There's other guys in the league that are doing a lot better than him. He did not get one MVP vote this year, but yet it's all LeBron. I think that's kind of my distaste for the league so much is you got how many hundreds of other guys playing this game? And the casual fan back in the mid eighties could name you five NBA players. Can anyone do that now? Name five active NBA players. Go down the street in the eighties. They probably rattle off seven or eight. Now, I don't think so. I don't think they can name you five. And that's where I just kind of, Yes, I got a problem with ESPN and them because it's always them, it's always him. It's like, who cares? There's other guys. Let's watch the league. You got how many talented players that are beating LeBron, but we won't mention their names. We'll say, Oh, he's down three nothing. But why is he down? Who's having the great series? Who's beating him? Jimmy Butler's having a great series for Miami Heat right now. Didn't hear that at all. Didn't hear that at all. That's my problem. And now, my new closing one, Dan, that's my okay. problem. You know what?
0: I have spoken. I like it. Now I've got a, a piece on that now, Andy. We've yep. talked about this the NBA, the NHL, and we talked about the upsets and things like that. We've got the listeners have got to remember too that the the Lakers were really the seven or the eight seed coming out of the West.
1: Yeah, they had to win the play-in games to get in. So had even made it far.
0: Elliot shouldn't even have made the playoffs in, yeah. in my in my book. Now they, they won a couple of rounds, they're in the conference finals. Yep. I don't want to say they have no business being there, but they really don't. Um, and yep. so when the news, Andy's right, when you hear the the nationwide news, the media talk about the NBA, they're focusing on the Lakers and LeBron. That shouldn't even be in the conversation. Um, they are one of the more poorer teams out there. Right. And there's a lot of good teams, a lot of good players, and that should be what's on the front news for the NBA. A lot of good things out there. Uh, with the games and some of these talented teams, talented players, very good teams, great coach teams, and yet you're spending all your time talking about number seven seed Lakers. Uh, you know, It's just I don't know why they're in the conversation.
1: The coach for but Miami. I agree. Coach Miami, he's um, going blank on his name right now. This is the seventh time in his coaching career he's up 2 nothing in the playoffs. I didn't hear that mentioned on the morning show the other day. I heard a few times how LeBron's down 3-0. But I didn't hear how the heat are up 2-0. Seventh time this coach has been up 2-0 in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler's having a great playoffs. I haven't heard that. And Miami was an eight seed also. But So let's give them some love, but we're not hearing Yes the, hockey <laughs> also- staff, the Florida Panthers in hockey are blowing through as the 8th seed, and they won't mention that. Yep. So, you know... There, I have spoken.
0: It's interesting, uh, you know, There's, it's it's all about the talking points, and they only have X number of minutes to talk about the sport, so they get together at a pre-production meeting and say, hey, let's focus on these talking points, and we don't have time for the rest because we are got to make it quick, so LeBron rises to the top. We've got to talk. I'm sure that's how it comes out in the yeah. meetings to say, what are we going to talk about? But it does get over-the-top sickening when there's other things that are to talk about, uh, that are other good things. Now one thing we didn't cover Andy is a little amateur no no we'll call it college baseballs it's world series time college baseball the division 1 world series is the playoffs are about to start the brackets everything is about to kick off here in a couple of weeks but the division 3 division 3 baseball also these are some talented guys on on division 3 you don't hear yeah. about the big names you don't hear about the big teams but This is pretty big stuff. They're down to the final Sweet 16. And sad to say, there's no Minnesota teams left in the Division III. Uh, Bethel got beat out. Bethany Lutheran won the UMAC. They got beat out, so they're both out. There's no Minnesota teams. You know, St. Thomas has had good runs in the past. Um, Usually some, you know, Crown College has done well. Yeah. And so now we're um, with no Minnesota teams. Now, if you're following it, follow the Wisconsin teams. There's two teams in the sweet 16 Lacrosse and, and Stevens point are in the sweet 16 and that could be good to watch that that could be fun now once again it's division 3 it's the lowest they go there's no division 4 so that's the lowest but it's not not talented guys it's it's very good uh, teams and players to watch now, Division II is much similar to this. It doesn't make the news, doesn't make the headlines, but they're down to the Sweet 16 as well for Division Two. They just wrapped up this last weekend. They're down to the 16 final teams. Local local teams, let's, let's go over the local teams. Yep. St. Cloud made the NCAA, but got beat. They're out. But guess who's still in it? Mankato State, Minnesota State, Mavericks are advanced to the Sweet 16. Yep. And local team... Not in Minnesota, but local Augustana. Augustana has advanced to the okay. Sixteen in the NCAA for Division Two. Now, this is important for two reasons. Number one, good for them, yay rah rah! It's it's fun, it's exciting. Those two play against each other. Yep. The Mavericks of Mankato will be taking on Augustana in a best of three. Nice. The, you know they'll be playing against each other, uh, so a lot of these kids they know each other. Uh, it should be fun to watch. Now the local. The head coach from Augustana is Tim Huber from Belle Plaine, yep. local guy, manages yep. very successful head coach over there at Augustana. A lot of kids from Minnesota go there, very successful team. They'll be taking on a historically good Mavericks team. Now, the reason I bring this up, yes, it's fun to watch, it's fun to follow. But if you follow town ball, town ball baseball, the early games in town ball – don't feature any of the college kids. And we've talked about this in the past. It's kind of fun to watch some of these early town ball games because it's typically the guys in the field are the starters or the new guys. They don't have the explosive talent until the guys from college end their seasons. Yep. Well, so the bad thing about St. Cloud getting bounced and getting out, well, it ends the well, season for it. Luke <laughs> Now, St. Patrick's, one of their top starters is Luke Tupi, who's thrown a couple no-hitters for St. Cloud last year top pitcher they now cha-ching cha-ching get him back for the irish sooner because they're not in that next round yeah now some other drs guys that play for the mavericks which means they're not going to be eligible to keep coming back you know nathan berg is with the mavericks uh, in the drs ryan Freegis also with st patrick in the drs big quality impact players that will be another week yet before we see them on the diamond uh, because they're luckily enough they're with the mavericks playing in the um in the tournament right uh, Corey Kosky's son is at Augustana so he cannot be playing for the Loretto Larks along with his dad Corey he's playing for Augustana against the Mavericks so the longer you make it the farther out you're still playing um you can't be playing and you know Corey's gonna play both you got to be one or the other so they got to wait till the season ends so they can join up with the other team go ahead and Corey's going to
1: go go on and watch his kid play, too, so he's not going to be there.
0: Yeah, Loretto, wants to go watch uh, his son really good play. watch. year. made the state tournament in Class C. Loretto, Larks are a very good team, and they're in that, that North Star yeah. conference. So, Corey, the dad's yeah. going to be, of course, watching the son play at college. You're going to be missing a couple of those guys. So if you're on, on the list to go see a Loretto game, it's going to be a couple of weeks before you see the Koski family out there. Um, Crow River, Drew Hedke is on that Mankato State team. He pitches in the Crow River. I think it's, I think it's Cologne or Plato, uh, a top yep. quality starting pitcher here in the Crow River. Still, one more week to go uh, with the Mavericks. If they win, it's going to be another uh, another week. So that's what goes the give and take. If you're watching talent ball, is um, secretly you're hoping these guys lose, so they can come and join your team, but you're also yep. cheer, cheering yep. rah rah, hoping they advance uh, for their own for their own career. You know, it, it's fun.
1: And they'll take a week or two off too, so they're fresh. Coming to the playoff
0: run. Yes. And so it's fun. And so their schedule depends on this. But if you're a veteran on the team that doesn't get much playing time on these town ball teams, you're, you're hoping these other, these young kids uh, keep playing, they keep advancing. You'll get a few more, more bats, a few more innings pitched on the mountain town ball, because at the end, in a couple of weeks here, all the rosters will be loaded full. And uh, the old yep. guys that are long in the tooth with the gray hair uh, sitting on the bench will be doing just that the rest of the season, unless there's a, uh, Injury or whatnot, but it's fun this time of the year because you don't know what team's going to show up in the town ball. That's what I've got now. I've got a trippy answer, Andy.
1: I got the answer to last week's question. Go ahead, we I forgot it up. Okay, I'll re- repeat the question. The question, um, can't remember what the order was. So let's read the whole factoid we got right off the bat. The Mets are the second team in Major League Baseball history to win 100 games and then get shut out seven plus times 40 games the following season. Who's the other team? Okay. The other team was the St. Louis Cardinals who won 101 games in 85 and were shut out seven times in the first 40 games in 1986.
0: A good a good last stat because game. if you win 100 games and come back the next season and you get shut out seven times in your first 40 games the following season, it's it's pretty rare. But that that was the Cardinals in 85 and 86 and now the Mets last year and this year, right? Yeah. Now, today's trivia question is yep. Yep. which team, yep. major league team got the new city connect jerseys from Nike announced today? The answer Baltimore Orioles. Ooh. So, yeah. like them or not, uh, Baltimore announced their new jerseys. They have a new hat, they have a they have a set of socks that came out, new pants that came out, jerseys, t-shirts, oh, if you go to their website for the for the person on the street you get a whole new line of clothing with this. This is not just for the major league baseball teams to wear on the on the field, but there's hoodies, sweatshirts, caps, uh, t-shirts. Uh, you know, it's it's a whole line of clothing. So the time it takes to prepare all this is a lot of time. And boy, but you look at the prices on some of this stuff. Uh, it's huge. It's a big money-making thing, and I think that's the underlying reason why a lot of this true fans don't like it. Now, the Baltimore, for instance, is going to wear these jerseys this coming Friday when they play the Rangers. So you'll see those probably all over the news. If you fold up the sleeves, it's got a little design there when you fold them up. I don't, I've never seen any team have that. And if you undo the first button or two on the top of the jersey, there's a there's a material that design okay. inside that's different as well. So that's the first. That's the only thing I, I think that's really different on that. But that's the trivia answer.
1: you remember what we were – Remember in fifth grade or sixth grade, we had these reversible jerseys you played for for basketball and had the reversible jerseys. Yeah, jersey, yeah. they're gonna do that with uniforms pretty soon because that's what that looks like for that one. You just reverse it and it's gonna be a Hawaiian shirt to wear out in Friday. The but everything was
0: about saving, Correct. saving money, saving material. And so, the big thing with Major League Baseball, you can obviously tell that they're not out to save uh, money, they've got money to burn, they're, they're looking for ways to spend. Money now they're also making it, but um, it's a big sport and everyone's buying all the things. So you have to buy if you're a fan. You know, for the Orioles, you'll have a home jersey, an away jersey, a throwback jersey, an alternate jersey, and now you got to buy the city connect jersey, the Sunday
1: have, game jersey,
0: yeah. and they have the Sunday game, the Friday. So they're going to wear these, I think, on Fridays. But like I said, the Twins have not done theirs. They'll be rolling out, I think, uh, next year. I don't think they're not slated to get theirs done uh, wow. this year. But that's another that's another reason to spend another $300 on another jersey. And people will do it. <laughs> yep.
1: That's all right, one. Andy, that's all I've got. Anything one else for thing. you? Yeah, one more thing. You mentioned uh, D3 and D2 playoffs. Yes, Big Ten playoffs are going on. Uh, Gopher women are in the softball tournament. They're in the bracket playing Washington. Um, follow that on our social media. We'll be updating that. And also the high school baseball and softball tournaments have begun. So – Follow us oh, on updates. Yes.
0: We'll, we'll have to follow those because those brackets, those sectionals, those playoffs are also very good. The Minnesota State High School League did announce, I think, the All Stars for the, uh, the Metro North against the South or whatever they do that. Uh, they hold yeah. that in Chaska Lions Park or uh, historical field at Chaska. But uh, the All Stars have been announced for the Metro and the Outstate,
1: I think. And uh, I don't have a list in front, me, but in front of me. We did share it on Twitter. Uh, the Town Ball Hall of Fame was announced also, so congrats to those guys. Okay. That's all on our social media, the high school playoffs, baseball, softball. Follow us on the social medias for all that stuff.
0: All right, sounds good. We'll That's all next- I got, sir. See you next week. See ya.
1: Bye.